today on The Breakdown. Barcelona is beautiful, even in the fall. But on day 1C of the 888 main event, it turned a little bit ugly for at least a few players. Someone is going to make, well, an interesting decision. And someone else is going to rep quads. We're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I wish you had made that a little bit more poetic. You started with a poetic notion. Mm, yeah. And then you just kind of went to poker. Yeah. Just like, guess what you're supposed to do. But once you start down the track, man, I want to hear some Walt Whitman stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I sing the body electric, you know? Yeah, I definitely don't know what that means. That's Walt Whitman. Well, he was alive before electricity. That's not fair. Mm, interesting point. Maybe it wasn't Walt Whitman. <laughs> I don't think he was alive before electricity, by the way. I just made that up. Yeah, I still don't know. I don't know Walt the Whitman. era Walt Whitman's from. Someone, someone famous. I sing the body electric. They wrote that. Anyway, yeah, poly, I decided to ultimately the polyphonic give the, spree. I decided I wanted to give the people what they wanted. And so okay. I gave them poker, not poetry. Okay, that's nice. Um, this hand was suggested by only one person. Yeah. Does that mean it's a crappy hand? It doesn't have to mean that. And okay. I can say it probably doesn't since we selected it as well. That's a good point. It was suggested by my favorite DJ, DJ Elixir. Oh, yeah. In the house. Bring the beats. Yeah. What a, what a. Popping champagne. It had to DJ happen. DJ Elixir. Slizzer. What was, it, what was that? Getting slizzered. Slizzard? Yeah. Slizzard on my, I don't know the songs. <laughs> is that a word <laughs> they say? Slizzard? I think it is. No. Yeah. No, it's said. Come on. G6 Mafia or whatever. No, G6. Slizzard? Like a G6. You're in Slizzard on my something. Maybe. I don't know. Cool. Um, <laughs> so it is day 1C of this yeah. 888 Poker Main event. This is one of the first live events 888 did, I guess. I don't know. I haven't heard of them really before. Me either. This is definitely a thing, though, because they have David Tuckman and Jesse Sylvia doing the commentary for the TV, which yeah. means it's pretty like they're spending some money. Yeah. I mean, they could have gone cheap and just hired us, but they didn't. They should have done that. They should have. Uh, that would be smart. Um, Funny, too. So the guys playing this hand, they I think all three of them make big mistakes. I'm going to say that. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing why you think that, although I'm pretty sure I agree. Is this going to be a Jonathan Defends podcast? I don't know, man. I mean, sure. Okay, I'll try and defend some stuff. All right, I'll tell you when you have to defend, okay? I know already when I have to defend. Yeah, but for the sake of oh, the okay. listeners, okay. I'll be like, now it's time for Jonathan to defend. Okay. That's when you know Jonathan. And this is almost for your benefit, Jonathan, so the listeners know that you don't actually necessarily believe the things that you're saying once I say, now it's time for Jonathan to defend. Well, I mean, it's for the listeners' benefit as well, don't you think? So they can understand yeah. the difference between when I'm actually making points versus when I'm... Sort of, you know, just taking being devil's advocate and things yeah. like that. I would say it's more for their benefit. <laughs> right. Sure. But I, I hear what you're saying in terms of it's nice if we can keep it clear what I actually think. So it is day one C. And um, my notion about the three players involved in this pot is that it's unlikely that any of them made it too far in the tournament based on, <laughs> based on how, how they played because we were early here. It we're is. Pretty- it's early in day one. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Well, we'll let's get into it. All we'll right. see. So it's 25500. I'm sure there's an ante in there, too. And uh, we don't know first names. That's okay. You guys can deal with it. Yeah. So look it up if you want to know that kind of info. A guy with the last name of Sala. Sala. Has 67,000, and he's plus one. He's going to open the action with two red eights. He's going to make it 1,200. It's because it's 25,500. Yes. So he has how many blinds, did you say? He has 67,000, so oh, over so 100. Yeah, yeah, so double that. So 134 blinds. That's a lot. Yeah, it's early. Oh, uh, yes. You're right. But it's yeah. fine. He opens two red eights. Um here comes the first decision for Jonathan to defend. Oh, man. <laughs> Good luck with this one. I know. Aguiar, last name of the second player involved. He's plus two. He is plus two. So Sala opened plus one. Aguiar is plus two. We are at a full ring. <laughs> Just to be clear, there are other players at this table. They are not heads up. Aguiar has 33 and a half <laughs> thousand in front of him. So like 60 some odd blinds. 67 blinds. Yeah. Plus two. He uh, decides to call. Sure. Okay. So far, I can defend that. He's got the hand of Jack of Diamonds. So far, so good. Seven of Diamonds. Wait. <laughs> Jack, seven of Diamonds. Can, can we move that plus, seven? That plus seven? one opens. <laughs> can we move the seven of Diamonds All up right. a little bit? Jonathan, like defend, defend the decision, Jonathan. Can we make it a ten of Diamonds? Nope. Can defend the decision. He must have looked down and thought it was the Jack nine of Diamonds and thought, I'm going to make a super loose call. <laughs> 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 but it's okay because it's barely good enough, maybe, in certain playing situations. Um, how's that? That's my defense. That's the, that's the best you can come up okay, with? Okay, no, I can do better. You misread his hand? Because that's like a, no, no, that's you're right. cheating. That's like saying balance. You're right. No, it's yeah. totally cheating. You're totally cheating. Um, I think it's that he has won a lot of pots with Jack 7 of Diamonds in his life. 
And this he just looks defense. down. And he's like, I'm going to win with this one too. I, this is my lucky hand. I always play it. And I'm not going to three bet it because, <laughs> <laughs> because whenever I three bet it, I lose. But when I call, I win. And so I, I got to keep the streak alive. That's, I mean, I cannot defend this. <laughs> this is just bad play. It's, There's no getting around it's it. Horrific. There's no way to explain this. If you want to play this hand, fine. If you want to play it now, fine. Three bet it or fold it. That's it. So three bet it then. That's it. You cannot call with all these people behind you with jack seven of diamonds. That's what we call spew. It's really bad. Um, I don't have a defense, but I have an alternate theory. Okay, cool. A personal hero of Aguiar's is Gus Hansen. Yeah. That's all you got. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe... I mean, I just have to keep coming back to he misread his hand. I was going to come up with other ways he misread his hand because I got Hansen, nothing else. By the way, he's still doing the same stuff. I don't know if you're aware of that, but somehow somebody bought him into the World Series of Poker Europe uh, big one for one drop, which was 111K this year. Yeah. And it was live streamed and we were watching it, a little bit of it. And as I was watching, I was kind of watching out of the corner of my eye. I noticed Gus Hansen opening a seven off plus one. Just yeah, doing what the hell, Still doing man. that stuff. What the hell? So maybe he just doesn't care anymore. You know, you get you get down so much. Twenty Milski. It's all the same. It's yeah. like so. I'm down another hundred k. Doesn't no no one's gonna get paid for. That's not gonna get paid out either. Like it's all the same. <laughs> I if guess. I win this, who cares? I'm down. I'm down eighteen million. Like who cares? I'm just I'm just biding time till death's sweet embrace. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the life Aguiar is looking for with his Jack Seven of Diamonds call plus two when plus one opens. Yeah, it's so bad. Solo clearly hasn't made a mistake yet. He will, though, I think. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try and defend that one. Good luck, me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now there are more mistakes to be made. And not it's not like every player only makes one. There are multiple mistakes by, by players, but we're going to find some. We have a categorically not mistake by the next player whose name is Kai Perka. Yes. His last name is Kai Perka. He's in the small blind now after it folds to him. He's got 57,000. Uh, I remember Saul's open plus one and Aguiar has called plus two. The raise was to 1,200. Kyberka with over 100 big blinds has two jacks. Yep. Jack of spades, jack of hearts. Mm-hmm. There are multiple options here, folding not being one of them. Yeah, you, can, you can flat if you want. It's, well, absolutely, yeah. you can flat, but it's really fine to raise, and there's, there's two good reasons to do it off the top of my head. One is an obvious one, and one is we have some data on this because uh, Jesse Sylvia is doing the commentary, and his very nice way to try and say, um, is it Aguiar made a terrible call? Yeah. He basically said, now I now this is interesting because Sala, you know, has been opening a lot of pots and Aguiar can see that. And so he wants to play more pots with them. But unfortunately, he's got Jack Seven of Diamonds. He said it in a nicer way than yeah. that. Um, so we're aware as uh, Kaiperka that uh, Sala is opening a lot. Sure. And so we want to punish him a little bit instead of just let him keep opening with a hand that is really quite good. Um and then the other thing, of course, is we get to force out the big blind rather than let a fourth guy in and be out of position to even more players, which is often that guy's often going to call because of the pot odds he's going to be getting. Yeah, those, those are the reasons to raise. Those are reasonable points. Um, also value. One thing that is a little scary is if Sala is this very active player, he might four bet a lot here. Yeah. And that puts us in a bad spot. I guess we can decide to go with it, but we're over 100 blinds effective, which we, sucks. We can call and have to play a tough hand out of position. Yeah. We might, I, we, I mean, I think that's probably got to be the plan, right? Yeah. Going Three bet folding jacks in this spot seems awful. Right. Right. So there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Um, Kai Perker decides to three bet. So I want you to defend something for me here for Kaiperka real quick. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about this one. I was so caught up in the other bet. So the raise season. was to 1,200. Kaiperka in the small blind after the raise and the call makes it 4,000. Can we call this this particular episode a rash of bad decisions? I think we can. Okay, good. None of these guys are famous. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, um, he makes it 4,000. Yeah. So that's just bad sizing, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, let's defend it. Um, the only way I can come up to defend this one is not that he misread his hand and not that he misclicked, but that he thinks the sizing is such that it's going to induce he's Sala. Tr- he's trying to go with it against Salah. <laughs> he's trying He's trying to actually get the guy. He thinks if he, if he three bets small, he's going to induce a lot more light four bets, and that way he can put in a big five bet. I mean, I got nothing. This it's is awful. 2,800 more to call. And he's out of position. (laughs) (laughs) That's awful. And there's two players in the hand, not just one. It's just crazy bad. I mean, so he should be making... Okay, so there. um, Sala made it 2.5x, and there's a caller. We should be making it, what, 6,000? I was thinking 6,500. Yeah, we got to make it big. It's okay if everyone folds. Yeah. But we got to punish them, because all the times we want a three-bet light here, which if Sala's opening a lot and Aguirre's calling a lot, which I guess he is, 
we do want to punish them sometimes with the light three yeah. bet. We got to make it big enough that they don't call those, and we have to be balanced. So that means we got to just size it bigger. Also, we don't really want to play this hand three ways. This hand plays better two ways. I agree. Let's make it, yeah, six, 65, whatever, seven. What do you make it? Four? Four. 2,800 more. That's, that's laughably small. Yeah. That is, that is just one of a rash of bad decisions. I, I could justify four if the cutoff opened and he was the button because we're in position and there's only one player. I still would like bigger. I would like bigger too, but you could at least say that's okay. Yeah. Right. Two players out of position. This is, this is asking to lose a pot a lot, like way more than we should. We're asking to like, we're giving up. It feels like we're giving up equity by making this play at this size. I prefer a call to this. I agree. Greatly. Um, Yeah. We're just pumping up the pot where we're definitely getting at least called in two spots and we're going to be out of position. I mean, it'd be really weird for Aguiar once Salah calls because Salah's calling everything, but his absolute junk. Aguirre almost is forced to call with his entire range almost, and, right? Yeah, and uh, with that in mind, I have great news for you, Jonathan. Yeah. As played so far, now we're at this point, there are no more pre-flop mistakes, in my opinion. Uh, well, let's find out if I agree. Sala calls. I like it. And Aguiar calls. Okay, so two eights, jack seven of diamonds. So, so far, Sala hasn't made a single mistake, by the way. No, he has not. Eights. No, That's he has fine. not. Aguiar clearly made a mistake by getting in there with Jackson. Huge. With but now that he's getting this price, he absolutely is forced to call. Yep. And he's sort of like, well, all right, whatever. This sucks. I don't know if he thinks it sucks or not. I mean, he didn't. He should think it sucks, but yeah. he's forced to call. And at least he's in position. He does have these things going for him. He's closing the action, getting a great price and in position. And diamonds are, are forever. If it comes Jack 7-7, seven, seven, it's hard to put him on a full house. Yeah, but then he's going to lose a monster pot to <laughs> well, two jacks. It's hard to put the other guy on a full house when you block all those things. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Thanks. Um, yeah, you, you make a reasonable point there. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, it's fun to punish decisions like this. And somewhere mm. that you can do that is Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. What do you mean? I mean, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is an online poker site, uh-huh. and uh, it's a place where the poker guys like to play. Go on. Now, if you want to play with the poker guys, you have to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen. Tell me more. Well, poker guys have special stuff going on on Nitrogen all the time. They sure do. Such as free rolls, bounty tournaments, sit and goes that are exclusive to people who sign up using the link. Other events are coming up in the future, I'm sure. But, you know, you should use the link, but you should play on Nitrogen whether or not you want to play with us because there are great things going on on Nitrogen all the time, including, of course, that if you win, you get your money really fast. Is that because Nitrogen moves at the speed of Bitcoin? It is because Nitrogen is a Bitcoin-only poker site, and unlike any other poker site that I'm aware of, Mm. uh, they give your money at the speed of Bitcoin, meaning they just use Bitcoin's network. They don't internally process it at all. You put your Bitcoin address in. You say, I want my four Bitcoin I just won in this tournament. And guess what? You got it in five to 20 minutes. Five to 20 minutes? Yeah. But why? Yep. But uh, I'm going to have to ask you to do the rest of the ad because I see you're doing a thing trying to make me do stuff. I've, it's been working incredibly well. Now you well. go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, you get lighting fast withdrawals. By the way, deposits as well. A lot of times people struggle to get money onto these poker sites. You'll have no issues at all, which is pretty sweet. Um you know, you've kind of said everything. There's really not much more for me to say, except, uh, you know, it's really easy to sign up. We really like the guys. The software is smooth and great. Get in there. Get you some poker. Make sure you use the link in the description, though. That way you get access to cool poker guys, free rolls, and other And even stuff. if you don't really want to play with us because you're like, I bet those guys are pretty good and I don't want to play against yeah. them. Or I think those guys are kind of jerks and I don't want to be anywhere near them or associated yeah, with which them. which happens a lot. But for some reason, you still like us in other ways. You uh, just let's listen to the podcast. You don't yeah, like just us. use the link anyway, even if you're just going to sign up to sports bet or do other stuff because it helps us out. So yeah, do that anyway. Right. It's a way to support the show for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, they have a casino, full casino and sports betting stuff as well. If you like doing that, whatever you like, Nitrogen's got you covered. That's, yep. the, new, that's the new slogan right there. Get you some poker? No, Nitrogen's got you covered. I mean, is that really as good? Think as about how awesome that is. There's sports betting. There's you cover the sports yeah, bet. Yeah, no, that's kind of cool. But find your lost dreams. No, that's really good too. Also, um, cover because like a cover of a song. Think about it. Because Nitrogen is my favorite 1984 song by a band called Arsenic, which is a poison knockoff. Nice. Also, um, like a cover of a book. Yeah, like Harry Potter, because Harry Potter has a lightning bolt on his forehead and Bitcoin moves like lightning. Yes, like lightning. Yeah. 
Let me not, see how the, the connections. Speed of lightning. It all it actually connects. moves like lightning. You know, the, I just pity the people who like the show and listen to this podcast, but always speed through the uh, ad because the ad is like as chock full of jokes as probably more so. You get more jokes per minute in the ad than you do in the the rest of it because we do the same ad every time. The rest of it's always new. We have to think about I that. I mean, not everybody's a fan of that, by the way. The jokes? Yeah, we got what? we got our first negative podcast review ever. We've been doing this podcast for, <laughs> I think, four years almost. Yeah. In May, it'll be four years, I think. Okay. And we've had a lot of reviews through this and the previous feed that we did the podcast yeah. on. We've had to combine probably 120 written reviews. And we finally got a bad one, It, which is nice. It's nice that we had all good reviews, but this guy gave us two stars and even said, the analysis is good, but these guys fancy themselves comedians. <laughs> like, I mean, that's true. Yeah. That guy, I think that guy nailed it. He honestly. got us. And, and to be clear, we get a lot of negative YouTube comments. Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. But but the podcast, you know, for people, actually, someone actually do the work to go to iTunes and write it all, which, by yeah. the way, we'd love you to do if you listen to the show and you're a regular listener and you haven't yeah. reviewed us on iTunes. We would appreciate that. Um, that'll help us out and help find other poker players to find this show. I don't know if they want to do that. Though. Well, you know what? It doesn't have to be your friends. Although, <laughs> that'd be cool if you told your friends about yeah. it, too, honestly. We, you know, we got to eat over here, okay? I got to chow down on some got, hungry man gotta get some of the food that's the uh, next goal hungry man is a sponsor i'm in all right. right we can make that happen anyway maybe we should move on to yeah let's get back to the hand, back to the hand. Okay. so we're not we now have thirteen thousand in the pot with uh kaiperka's laughably small three but with jacks out of the small blind aguiar's laughably bad call with jack seven of diamonds and solo playing two eights perfectly so far yeah um so the flop is king of clubs king of spades ten of clubs mm-hmm. so obviously nobody has a club draw the only potential club draw would be the Jack seven, but that happens to be diamonds. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty good flop for Kaiperka's two jacks here. It's no question. unlikely to be behind. Yeah. I mean, he's worried about tens full a little bit. He's worried about there's king, a lot. There's kings, king nine suited plus and king jack off plus in traditional We shouldn't sense. be too worried about king nine suited, although knowing what we know about Aguirre, yeah. maybe we should. But if we didn't know that, I would think it'd be mostly king jack, king queen. And I guess actually ace king could be in Solid's range as well. Yeah. So all of my not want to have to like go nuts and, Deal with a five bet with Ace King. I think it's a mistake to five bet yeah. Ace King. So well, it was a four. It would have been a four bet. Oh, okay, deal my with a five bet. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So it's less of a mistake, but you put yourself in some weird spots when you don't have to. Yeah, you just call, make it easy. All right. So what do you want to do as Kaiperka? Mm. I think you can make a pretty reasonable case either way. I really don't hate checking though, being out of position with a relatively safe hand. Yes, an Ace is a bad card. A Queen is a bad card. More an Ace than a Queen, really. There's going to be very few queens that are going to be a problem, except like we even block queen jack suited. Yeah. Um, queen 10 suited, I guess. Queen 10 suited, sure, but like we're not going to get it full. That, actually, queen 10 suited is, oh no, it is a problem. We're not going to fold out a queen 10 suited anyway, so we're no. just trying to get value from it. I think it's fine to check here, especially being out of position, especially this is a board we probably would often check a lot of our hands. I'm fine with a check. Um, I'm fine with a bet too. I think I prefer a check though. What do you think? I don't know. I'm slightly leaning towards a bet for one reason. Mm. And that reason is that part of the reason to check with a hand like this is to be able to get value later on from worse hands. Yeah. I feel like pretty much the worse hands are only going to be calling us later on if we, if they improve and are beating us most of the time. That's not crazy, but let's say we're up against ace 10. Okay. It's hard to get three. You can't really get three streets of value from ace 10 very often. No. Um, but we can get two streets, and one of the ways to do that is by checking now. That like gets us, it gets us information as well as still gets us the opportunity. To I get mean, Ace Ten is going to call if we bet now. What? Ace Ten is going to call if we bet. Of now. course it is. But I'm saying down the road, it's uh, like we're going to probably get two streets of value from Ace Ten a lot of the time, depending on the turn card, right? I think if we're more likely to turn. get two streets of value, or at least one street of value from Ace Ten if we bet now, because there's a lot of scare, scare cards. cards on the turn. Yeah, that's true. There's two clubs, and there's a lot of bad cards. That's a fair point. I don't know. It sort of sucks to be out of position and have the least amount of information possible right now. Right. I think the the only reason to check is kind of like, it's scary. That's that's the main reason. I think you can comfortably bet fold unless you have a lot of data on somebody in a spot like this. I mean, the problem is it is a wet board, right? So there's queen jack and there's clubs and things like that. Yeah, but those hands shouldn't be raising. They shouldn't be. That's true. But that doesn't mean they aren't. It's early in day one on the Barcelona whatever yeah. thousand euro buy-in tournament here. I mean, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Okay, I think you can check if you think you're far better than your opponents. Okay. But if you don't think that necessarily, I think betting is probably preferred because usually you won't get action down the, the line unless you're beat. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate what you're saying. We can bet, and then we can check a lot of turns if yeah. we get called. I mean, it's not and... like a great value spot. We're only getting value out of tens, basically, but it's there's not much we can do. The board kind of has us in a spot where we're confined to certain 
strategies. The truth is also, there aren't very many kings that are going to raise us. It isn't like king-queen should just raise us here. That'd be no. a terrible play by king-queen. It would. Like, we have ace-king in our range solidly. We have two tens in our range solidly, right? Yeah. King-ten could raise us. Ten-ten could raise us. But king-ten is destroying the board. Ten-ten isn't. Ten-ten is like the ideal hand to be raising us with yeah. here, right? Um, but, like, I guess... Sala could actually have ace-king and decide to raise, and that's not crazy. Right. But besides that, ace-king and 10-10 are the only two hands that really should be raising, except maybe queen-jack of clubs, which really shouldn't be because the board's paired, but might. Maybe ace-jack or ace-queen of clubs. They could, but again, the board's paired, so they're yeah. less likely to, right? Oh, they yeah. should be a little bit worried about it. Absolutely. The potential with yeah. yeah. I mean, because if they improve to one pair at some point that might give somebody a full house, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. The other side of it, the, the other problem I would say for betting here is besides our big pairs, the only Kings we really have in our range is ace King. Yeah. Unless I guess we could have been doing a squeeze play with like a suited King, a bad suited King as well. Um, but mostly we have ace King here and that's it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, in theory that makes sense, but in practice in a spot like this, I mean, if people think your range is inclusive of a lot of pocket aces, pocket queens, and pocket jacks here, they're just going to give up anyway. They're not yeah. going to be like, this guy only has ace-king as a king. I'm going to float with seven, eight of diamonds, you know? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, if we have pocket jacks, though, like, we don't mind them floating anyway, right? No. Like, so you're saying if they're going to give up, that isn't necessarily a good outcome. But, but the fact is, like you said, we can, get, we can get some value from draws. We can get value from tens. Maybe some smaller pocket pairs once. I don't think so, but maybe... It's reasonable. Also, we don't want to just give ace jack and ace queen a free shot. Right. Right. I think I prefer. Well, I mean, we hope ace, ace queen gets there with a straight. That's a good point, actually. And ace jack we block. There aren't very many yeah. of them. So maybe there isn't too much to be afraid of, but. I prefer betting slightly. I think it's close. Yeah. Either way, uh, Kuiperka decides to check. Okay. That's and fine. that's not a bad enough decision that I have to have a Jonathan defense. I feel no need to defend it at all. Yeah. Um, so Sala with his two eights checks. I think that's fine. I think you have to. Yeah, and uh, the Jack Seven guy is just gonna be like, I'd check, which fine, whatever. You can rep. It's fine. It. You could decide to rep. I mean, basically, what we'd be afraid of is that the three better has it big time, right? And so we're like, uh, I'm not just gonna fall into your trap here. I'm just gonna check, right? Yeah. Although it does take away some of the value of position, right? When, right? At least on this street, maybe not in later streets, but in this street where like they checked you and we still check. Yeah, I think if you're gonna play Jack Seven of Diamonds, you should probably bet here. At least a lot of the time. Maybe, though, we know that... Um, is it Aguiar? No. It's uh, Kaiperka. Kaiperka is a little bit trappy. And if we know yeah. that, then maybe we just feel like we have to check. Okay. That, that would be reasonable. I don't know. I think it's fine. Actually, you know what I'm going to say? No mistakes on this. No obvious mistakes anyway. No big mistakes yeah. on the street. And that's it. No cool. mistakes left they in the hand. It. We did it. We made it through. We made Good it job, through. everybody. I think... Not so bad. Yeah. We call it a rash of bad decisions. Maybe we exaggerated. Yeah, from now on, it might be just smooth sailing. Smooth sailing for everyone. No one's going to make another mistake in the hand. Correct. Mm. Okay, so checks through. Still 13,000 in the pot. We got Kaiperka with two jacks. We got Sala with two eights. Yeah. We've got, uh, what's his name, with Jacks Aguiar with Jack seven of diamonds. The flop was king, king, ten with two clubs. The turn is a third king. Okay, well, that's an amazing card. For two jacks, it's pretty good because you would expect an opponent to bet a king on the flop. Maybe not Sala. Sala's the guy who might not have bet a king on the flop, mm-hmm. but Aguiar, in position, you'd expect to charge all the draws with a king. Yeah, you can't just let the ace-queens and the ace-jacks like get free shots. when You, you don't have to yeah. bet big, but you're going to bet something almost right. almost always. I guess you could have king-10 suited and decide not to bet. You could. Or but, two I mean, tens You've got to worry about clubs. You've got to worry about straight draws. I mean, it's, it Unless seems like... King-10 uh, king suited, though, as a full house. Right, of course. But besides that, I agree with you. Yeah. We'd expect usually he would bet and think he's often going to get called, but it's okay just to win the pot, too. It's not so bad. The pot's big. Especially for um, Sala's stack. No, sorry, Aguiar's stack. Well, I, I mean, getting called is good when you have a king if somebody has a flush draw. You just want to make sure you charge them. Of course. No, yeah. I'm saying. But even if you take it down is what I'm saying. Even yeah. if everyone folds, yeah, it's okay. there's like 13,000 in the pot. We started the hand with 26K. That's a huge no, win for us. We started the hand with 33.5K. Well, you know, fine. <laughs> we, we now have, uh, That's a good point. But still, it's a big win for us. Like We're going to improve our stack significantly. And doing it without showdown is fine. Right. So all of this to say, Kaiperka shouldn't be that concerned about being beat by a king. And the the third king just makes it less likely that he's beat. That's all it does. Oh, it's yeah. Good. I mean, it's, it's definitely an improvement uh, overall because and, of that. And to be clear, it's because we don't expect too many pocket queens or pocket aces in the ranges of his opponents having played it this way preflop. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. So now uh, this is a weird decision, I think, by Kaiperka. He checks again. I'm surprised that he would check again. Maybe he thinks at this point, 
Uh, Aguiar would have bet a 10 or a king. And so it's just going to blow that guy off things. And maybe he's a little bit worried about Sala having queens exactly. But queens are going to bet. We're going to call. Like, I don't know why we can't bet ourselves. I mean, I think it's time to start charging tens that decide to check back. Yeah. Like, we've already, we've underwrepped our hand by checking. Like, yeah. a lot of times people are going to bet jacks here. It's fine to bet. We hope to get called. It's okay if everyone folds. The pot's biggish. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I think the only real way to get value, unless our opponents are super bluffy. Yeah. Which maybe they are. Which maybe they are, is to bet. So maybe he thinks my opponents are bluffy. I'm just going to play this as a check call type hand. Right. Well, by checking again, now we look like we have ace queen. I'll say that. We're, yeah. We're, we're setting guys up to try and bluff us. Yeah. So that's fine because we're obviously not going to fold, right? Unless it goes bet raise, we're not folding. If someone just bets, we're obviously calling, right? Yeah. So... That's fine. And, I, and, you know, the guy who called with Jack-7 probably is going to be at least sort of bluffy. And we know that Sala was playing a lot of hands. Right. So maybe it's not the end of the world to say, no, 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 no. I really have ace-jack. I really have ace-queen here. Yeah, that, that might be okay. I, I can get behind that. It feels a little weird to check twice, though. When I agree. We have the best hand most of the time, and it's somewhat vulnerable. Yeah. You know? But whatever he does, okay. Piperka checks. That's fine. Sala checks his two eights, even though he made a full house, bro. I think that's fine, too. Yeah, it's definitely fine. He could, bet, he could actually decide to bet it, but it's really fine to check. Yeah, it is. Probably better to check. Aguiar decides, okay, these guys checked me twice. I'm going to try to take this down with my jack high here. I mean, it's time. Like my no equity hand. I think that's reasonable. Absolutely. I mean, everyone checked it twice to you. They're ba- it looks like everyone's giving up, and we're just going to win, right? Like well, they've One guy's got two nines. The other, one guy's got ace queen. The other guy's got two sevens. We, we can rep ace 10 and bet. Like, let's do it. Yeah. So Aguiar bets four and a half thousand, which feels like mostly repping a 10. I agree. Yeah. Which I guess you would bet a 10 here. Yeah, I think you would yeah. bet a 10 here. All right. So Kaiperka now has a decision. He can't fold, right? His two jacks here. It would be absurd. Is there any argument for raising? I don't think so. I don't. I mean, sure, there's arguments for everything, but I don't think there's good arguments for raising. I think when we raise, we're going to fold. First of all, what are we repping when we raise? We're repping stronger than what we have. Yeah, we're repping a king, basically. Why, why would we want to do that? We have a strong enough hand. We don't need to Well, I can. Fi- I, can I can snake my way and wiggle my way to figuring out a reason why raising is good. I, what? You're going you're gonna to knock out Salas Queens? I mean... No, that's not it. Oh, okay, what? Um, a thinking player, and I'm not necessarily saying that Aguiar is one, but a thinking player with a 10 would... Of course, realize that it's very hard for Kaiperka to have a king, mm-hmm. like at this point, because there's three kings on the board. So, and Kaiperka three bet pre flop, right? Yeah. So, at best, he has four ace king combos. Okay. Yeah. And that's really all the kings he can ever have. Yeah. And he's not going to raise tens full now. No. Right? So, if you have a 10, that's a perfect heroing card. So, yes. in order to get max value out of a 10, which is more likely for Aguiar to have in his position than a king for sure. Then Kaiperka can raise his two jacks. I mean, okay, but you need a lot of things. You need someone else to be thinking just like that and decide to hero. I know. And you're also raising into two opponents, not one. It just seems like a bad idea. I mean, I, I agree. You can you can talk that way and you know maybe work your way there, but I think it's not a good enough reason to actually do it. Do you agree? I think I think it's probably not something I would do, but it's a cool thought. It's a cool thought. I think it's you the know, type of thing Tom Duan might do. Yeah, against like Ilari Sahamis. Yeah. yeah, not against probably yeah. Aguiar. Right. Right. Yeah, against Aguiar, he's probably check calling. Yeah. Because, no, like, you're right. Aguiar can have a king and he's never folding. Like, as soon as we get called, we're sort of like, are we going to bet the river? If we get called when we race, what's right. our plan? Well, yeah, of course we're going to bet the river. So we're going to bet the river and hope it all works out. Hope we don't get raised. Hope he calls. Hope all the things happen. Yeah. It's most likely like, holding is a 10 by far, right? Um, yeah. Well, most likely value holding. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. He may not even call our race. Wouldn't that be awful? I mean, the whole point of what i was saying was he would think of it as a good heroing hand because of all of the factors that lead i understand but i'm saying even with all of that he really might not call he the might race. not that's problem i want to do it i think it's cool i know it's always you make cool raises you know that work out that's why the people come for the cool thoughts that's right i just think it's probably overthinking this spot ultimately. i agree but these guys are underthinking it so somebody's got to overthink it <laughs> <laughs> fair enough I think a standard play, once we as played to this point, it's just a straightforward call, and that's going to be our most, our highest EV play ultimately. Is my I agree. Guess. It's also, by the way, a very small bet from Aguiar, four and a half k to thirteen k. Yes, which by the way, he really might do with quad kings after it's been checked to him twice. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't have to have a ten. He right. bet quad kings very small, but it feels a lot more like a ten than quad kings because of the flop play. I agree. I agree. Um, but if you had quad kings and you decided to check it once. And everyone checks to you again. You think, like, I'm just going to bet tiny, and I hope they don't both fold. Like, But I got to build a pot. Right. I'm going to check around again in, like, 
I mean, come on, let's build a pot. Yeah. However, from Aguiar's perspective, not only is the gameplay making it seem less likely that he has quad kings, but combinatorially, he also has way fewer quad kings. No question. Yeah. No question. Um, so Aguiar decides, or not Aguiar, Kuiperka decides to call, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're going to get to everybody's favorite segment. Jonathan <laughs> tries to defend it. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, we got this King 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 ten board, ten King King flop check through. I'm gonna just, tee just up a little on recap. Just I'm, a little recap. I'm we gonna tee right up for this. Go ahead. Yeah. So Saul is sitting there. You know, he's got two eights. King 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 ten. I mean, so the guy raises. Is that possibly so bad? It's it's interesting. Nope. It's interesting play to what? It's interesting play to rep quad kings right here. Yeah. How can be, anyone call? That would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, he doesn't raise. Oh. After Aguiar calls. I think it's fine to fold at this point. You can't overcall with two eights. Oh, the, but he does. What? <laughs> no. Sala overcalls two no, eights on the no. king, 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 ten board when Aguiar three bet and then called the turn bet. I feel like Michael Scott when he found out Toby wasn't moving to Costa Rica. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Why? Why? No. I don't understand this. Let's see if we can come up with a way to defend it. Go. That's your job. I know. There's that silence you're hearing. Is my brain going nowhere with this? Okay, we open eight. Maybe he thinks like I'm super underrepped. What? But but Kaiperka called. Kaiperka's okay. Here's the only way to even get there is freaking Aguiar. Freaking Aguiar. <laughs> that guy is gonna bluff a lot because we checked it to him twice. I got that guy beat a lot. Okay, fine. And then freaking Kaiperka is sitting there and he knows Aguiar is bluffing a lot, so he's actually calling with freaking Ace Queen right now or Ace Jack, probably Ace Queen. And so I have the best hand with two eights. So I got a call. That's all I got. That's my move. Our equity is not amazing against the ranges of our opponents, even if it's a bluff and a call with ace high. I know. (laughs) 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 This would be a bad. First of all, to get there is is asking a lot. But maybe he's sitting there thinking, come on, Kaiperka would always bet jacks or queens or aces on the turn sure no maybe not on the flop but on the turn so he has nines i mean like is he maybe really gonna three bet with nines i don't know it's unlikely that he's gonna three bet with nines i think right so we're sitting here like what is he supposed to have of course why did he call with the other he's calling just because he's got a good ace high and he's he's heroing and uh, now he's upset because i called and he's gonna be in this terrible spot yeah and by the way Aguiar has to be bluffing now yes Aguiar this- must be bluffing because we can't beat any value yeah Aguiar apparently can't have a 10. Maybe we have a talent Aguiar. And so we look at him and we see like he doesn't have it. I don't have to worry about that. I got him beat. I know I got him beat. He wants us to fold. I see that. So now <laughs> this is what it takes. This is what I have to get to. So now we know Aguiar doesn't have it. We think maybe either um, Kaiperka sees the tell also <laughs> and interprets it the same way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what it's down to. Um, or just like he really can't have jacks, queens, aces, rarely has quad kings. He just rarely has anything that's beating us here. So whatevs, man. All right. Which do you think is a worse decision? And don't yeah. don't take into account, please, the size of the bet or the the like the amount it matters in the tournament. Okay. Just like as far as percentile of decision in a spot. Is it a worse decision to call the Jack Seven suited preflop like Aguiar did, or this overcall with two eights? This is absolutely worse by a lot. Okay, you agree? I think so. I think it has to be way worse. Jack Seven, it's a bad hand, but we haven't invested that much. We can fold. We can turn into bluffs. We can also make the best hand. We have a lot of data right now that says eights are not the best hand, and also if they are, it's gonna it may be hard, difficult sailing to get to showdown anyway. And when they aren't, it's gonna cost us a lot of money a lot of the time. Yeah. So Jack Seven is just called you know two and a half blinds or something like that. Like it's not the I mean it's bad, but this is way worse. They're both horrible. <laughs> They're both bad, but is. What do you think is worse between those two decisions and the other bad decision so far, which is the bet, three bet to 4K? Oh, I think the three bet to 4K is the best of the three. I agree. I agree. At least we still have jacks. I mean, yeah. like, okay, we play, th- we play three-handed against weak, weaker ranges than mine. Yeah. You know, I price them in and I'm out of position. It sucks, but... I think I that's think a it goes, significantly better decision than I the agree. other two. I think it goes three bet is the, is the best of the worst decisions. Then to me, jack seven suited and then... Frickin' this overcall with two eights, which I cannot... I mean, the, the lengths I have to go to defend this is just absurd. Right. Yeah. By the way, this actually happened. We were at a um, final table at the WSOP Tahoe Circuit event uh, yeah. just last week, 
And both Grant and I made the final table. It was very cool. And this guy opened. Uh, did he shove all? No, he just raised. Yeah. And Grant was sitting there with about a 14 or 15 blind stack right next to the guy. And I saw Grant think about moving in because I played with him enough to know when he's thinking that. And then I saw him look at the guy and change his mind. And I thought, oh, Grant, Grant thinks this guy is strong. Grant's really good at reading people. So I immediately realized, oh, this guy must be strong, even though I didn't get that myself. And so I used your read to play against this guy in a particular yeah, way. That's which, kind of which funny. Won me a, I mean, I probably was going to win a big pot no matter what, based on the way the hand played out. But it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Turned out the guy was strong. He was. He had ace-king. He had, he had ace-king. He I was, was not folding. He opened the cutoff with ace-king. I was on the button with ace-jack and 14 blinds, and I decided not to move in based on a read. Yes. Yeah. That is that is exactly right. How about that? I think you would have won the hand, though, against him if you I would have. It was ace-jack flop. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Like, you made a good read, and it was good because I got to win a big pot. Yeah. <laughs> but that Jack is funny that you used my read on the guy to play the pot. I mean, I, I've never done that before in my life, but I just saw it play out right in front of me, and I saw you th- I saw you really think about shoving. Well, it's hard, it's hard for you to have done that before in your life. Yeah. First, you have to know what it looks like when I'm thinking about shoving. Uh, believe that I am g- a good physical reader of people and then notice that I changed my mind. Like, like I, that's, yeah. and, and we have to be at the same table in the first place, which things. we rarely are. I mean, the thing that I, I know some things about you though, right? I know like you're not going to Hollywood. So if you have a hand that you're not, that isn't a clear possible three bet shove, you're going to immediately fold. Yeah. I know what your range for three bet shoving is more or less. Cause we talk about poker as everyone knows all the time. I know it's a solid, strong range at this point. You know what I mean? You're not looking at like six, seven suited and thinking about it very for that long because you right. fought for a while. And also your demeanor changed, like where you were like up, ready to go, ready to go. And you looked at him, you looked at him, and then you sort of like went back into your cave, you know, and then like threw your hand away. And I was like, yep, that's like he had a real hand and he still pulled it. So yeah. anyway, it was really, it was just neat. It was neat to see. And I was like, careful with ace queen here, Levy. Don't just, don't just three bet this guy or with ace queen or anything dumb or two tens. Like, let's just call with those with hands that I would at least sometimes consider at a final table re-raising, you know? Sure. So anyway, that's all. It was just cool. I don't think that's happening. Though no, this guys. is not what's, <laughs> that's not at all what happened with these guys. Maybe Kai Perk is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what's going Maybe on. Sal is doing that. He's looking at Kai Perk's read. Of, all right. Anyway, Aguiar. Uh, yeah, that's not what's going on here. Yeah. Let's get back to what's going on. So we do have this board that is King, King, King 10. The third King came on the turn. We have, uh, Kaiperka checking two jacks uh, for the second time, two eights checking out of Sala, Aguiar bluffing with jack seven, Kaiperka calling, and uh, for some reason, Sala overcalling. Yeah. Which is very bad. Yeah. Bad. So heading to the river, we have 26,500 in the pot. And the river is a six of clubs, which brings a flush, but that does not matter at all because there are three kings on the board. Yep. Like the flush is not going to factor almost ever, maybe 1% of the time. I mean, if it checks through, it might... Maybe if it checks could. through, but if there's a bet on the river, a flush is a hero the same as an ace high. Yeah, you hero. assume no one's betting their flush on yeah. the river, kind of ever. Yeah. Um, so Kaiperka checks again. Do you think there is an opportunity to bet here for Kaiperka? I think there is actually. Um, we'd be worried. I'd be really worried as Kaiperka that Aguiar with his ten is going to check back now yes. when he gets called in two spots. He's going to think like, "What's the point of betting? I'm getting called by a ten anyway." And I'm just going to be chopping the pot. And once in a while, so one of these other guys can have quad kings that are better. And like, I'm just going to check it back. So I don't hate a lead here. The problem is if we lead and, and uh, Aguirre moves in, we have to have a very clear plan for that based on our history with him, right? As Kaiperka, I'm more worried about Sala than I am Aguirre. Because of the overcall. Yeah, I think Aguirre looks a lot more like he has a 10. Sala yeah. is not the guy who would necessarily be betting a king on the flop, right? That wouldn't make much sense because he's not in position. I mean, he could have bet it because he was the original raiser, but he I was not the aggressor. He was the original aggressor, right? but you know, that's not what people think of. No, like, but the original aggressor checked to him. So yeah. now it's like, it's a free for all. Now, as soon as the original aggressor checks, like, right. But it's more frequent that if a King is going to be checked, it would be Sala rather than Aguiar on the flop. Um, I don't know if I agree with that or not. Why do you think that? Because Aguiar is in position. Sala can hope that Aguiar bets still when Sala checks on the flop. As opposed to, right, Aguiar, who's like knows no one's going to bet, yeah. and he gives, he's giving a free card. Yeah. Okay. Okay, fair enough. That, I'm convinced. I'm definitely more worried about Sala having a king because of that and because of the overcall. Because if he did check the king on the flop, and then the turn comes, he's like, well, what can these guys have that can call me if I play a hand like this and raise? I mean, that you know? overcall was ridiculous. And as Kaiperka, it should be terrifying. Like, right. I now think like he can have queens a lot, right? Can he have queens? Or a king. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm saying queens and better, basically. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have aces very often at all. You expect him to almost never to have aces. Why? Oh, because he, because didn't, four, he didn't four bet. He would have four bet with Aguirre behind him. Yeah, I agree. Um, but queens, he really might flat with, for he sure. Might. Yeah. And, and a random king, any any of the kings, which is usually going to be like king, queen, ace, king, king, jack. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe king, ten suited. That's going to, that may have, you said, checked. Although usually you'd expect it to check the turn, but maybe when he makes quads, and if he thinks Aguiar is going to take some shots, he might check again. Yeah. And then just call when every, when both players call, right? Right. You don't want to put in the raise and scare everyone off when you've got it, and there's yeah. nothing to be afraid of. So, Sky Perka, that's a reason to check. Be a little bit afraid of Salah's range here. Yeah, that's, that's, that makes sense. Um, so he does, and I think that's a fine decision. I'm fine with that. Salah checks as well. Salah's like, what am I doing? I'm, why, I've lost my mind. Why did I get out of bed this morning if I'm going to overcall two eights here? I mean... This was a big mistake. Apparently... The poker uh, guys are going to destroy me on their podcast for this. Please, no one suggest this. Please, no <laughs> one suggest this. <laughs> um, all right. So now Aguiar is sitting there, and he's got a pot size bet left. There's 26,500 in the pot. He's got 26.2K. He somehow found himself in this spot with Jack-7 of diamonds on a king, 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 10, 6, 3 club board. Yeah. So... Most people are probably going to give up at this point, I would say. Well, there's two options, right? Yeah. I think both are reasonable. I think it's okay to give up. I think it's also okay to take a whack at it, although I'd be very concerned when overcalled in two spots. Although it was such a small bet on the turn, maybe they aren't super strong, and maybe I can fold them out. But I think you're supposed to give up. I'd I'd be worried about Sala's overcall a lot. Yeah, me too. Maybe we must know something about Sala. No, we don't know anything. Come on, we have Jack-7 suited here. How, How do we know anything about Sala? I mean, I think we do know as Aguiar. I think what happened preflop is Aguiar does know something about Salah. He does know that Salah has been very active and opening a well, lot. Well, sure, because he's been he's, playing on his left. But he's combating it completely wrong. And you see this yeah. all the time from amateurs where they mm-hmm. get fed up with an aggressive player continually just pounding the table. But instead of taking aggressive actions against the aggressive player, they let the aggressive player continue to play their game and just put more money in and then lose it. Right. Because they're like, oh, I'm going to call with my bad hands now because this guy opens too much. Right. Take this. I'm calling you a 7-6 offsuit when you open plus one. Exactly. Like, I see that so often. Yeah. I've seen guys, I know you've seen this too, where you like, you jam some reasonable amount, you know, like either you just open jam 12 or 13 blinds in spots or you three bet jam or something like that. And they call you with their jacks. I've actually been called by Jack seven suited in those spots. Yeah. Or like you jam 22 blinds as a whatever. And um, after someone opened um, and they call with their, their weird hands because they just can't take it anymore. And they don't like you playing that way. And there's some, they think they're punishing you. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. Nice hand. You're punishing yourself. I'll take the chips now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if Aguiar is going to continue bluffing, what do you like as a method of that? Because, with a pot size bet left, we have a lot of options in a tournament setting. We right. can we can just move in. Yeah. Um, or we can bet like pretty small or even medium. We can bet however much we want. I don't think we should bet pretty small because we got called in two spots. Yeah. It's hard to believe we're gonna get it through. I'd be a little concerned about betting medium for the same reason. I think if we're betting, we probably have to go whole hog here. I, I think mean, you're right. I think we probably just gotta you know, flop it out and see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely talking about stuff. Um, so I guess to inform that question, let's go a little further. What is the best way to rep quads bet wise? Because when we bet again, that's mostly what we're doing. Yeah. I don't think like, we're betting a 10 ever now. It seems weird for us to bet a 10, especially to move in with a 10. Yeah. Like maybe we'd bet small with a 10, trying to get value out of the two nines and two eights that we're praying exist. I mean, that's, that's doesn't make any sense no, to me. We, we should I'm never bet. But a 10. I'm saying, but like the a only small reason to ever bet a 10 is if we are laser sure that one of our opponents has a 10 and the other one has something worse. And we're trying to get the 10 to fold, mm-hmm. like trying to get the chop to fold or like the perfect situation. We fold out the 10 and the other guy calls now because yeah. he's, he's left or something like that. Like if we had a 10, we bet we got jacks to fold and eights to call. We'd feel like the greatest hero of all time you know yeah great superman but i just type. really don't think anybody's betting a 10 here. and why would you why would you go out of your way to do all that just check and you know show it down and hope you're good you don't know if you're good or not yeah it's very questionable right. you don't know what, do, what you're doing and you're last to act on the river it's okay to check if you don't know where you are all right so we're repping quads when we bet that's all we're repping we're repping quads yo so what do we do we move in you think that's best we have a pot size bet left yeah i think we're supposed to move in try what to get think? heroed by aguiar's hand um, in our mind, not, not a no, no, hand, no. excuse me, Kai okay. Perka's hand. Yeah. Or, you know, or Sala. Sala's got something, right? I mean, his actual hand, Kai Perka's actual. Oh like two yeah, jacks. yeah. 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 Like we'd expect to get here by Jax. Yeah. Like how can we ever fall out Jax? 
It'd right. be impossible. <laughs> but he doesn't know. He doesn't like Kaiperka looks like he has some, some weird ace queen that's heroing and can't and certainly can't like Kaiperka's in a tough spot. Not not with his actual hand, but with his range right now, right? With um Masala behind him. He's gonna have to fold a lot of his range. Most I of think, his range. I think it looks like Kaiperka has ace queen or two nines here, yeah. and Sala has a ten. Right. So Kaiperka has to fold. Yeah. That's great. Now it turns out Kaiperka has two jacks, and none of these things are true. But from Aguirre's point of view, I like this to move Kaiperka off his hand. Now the problem is Sala. Yeah, is Sala gonna fold his ten? Which he doesn't uh, actually have. I don't but. know. Turns out he's two eights and he's gonna have to fold too. Um but if, if that's of course if Kaiperka somehow found a fold. But um I don't I mean, I I don't know what he's gonna do with a ten there. He might call, he might fold. I think part of it also has to come down to as Aguirre, what do we think our image is at this table with these right. players? Like if we're if we're seen as the Victor Blom type, I think we should freaking check. Yes. If we're seen as more conservative and careful, which I don't see how it's possible, just based on what I know about the and I've only seen this hand, but it seems unlikely that that would be our <laughs> image. But if yes. somehow that was our image, then we can move in and maybe get these guys to fold. But ultimately, we bet we got called in two spots. It's going to be really hard to win this pot. We should check. That's my thought. What do you think? Yep. I think that's right. But Aguiar likes to go for it. He's yeah. decided, I'm going to rep the quads. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and rep the quads. Mike Sexton used to say, you can't fault a player for moving at the pot. I think you can. Yeah. But this is not the worst thing ever. Like, we've seen bigger mistakes than this, for sure. This is fine. It's not good. I think it's probably bad. It's not horrible. Okay. Now... He moves in. That's how he's going to wrap the quads. Yeah. Before we get to anything else, and when constructing this range, I want to construct it, assuming we don't know anything about Aguiar, assuming he's a reasonable player. Great. What are the quad combos he's supposed to be able to have here? King, queen, king, jack, king, ten. King, jack, off. I think that's a fold preflop. From plus two? Yeah. I think you're right. So King, king queen, off might even be a fold. Eh, might, it might be. I yeah. would fold it, but I don't know if... Not everyone does. We can give him king, queen, off. Okay, king, yeah. queen, off, king, jack, suited, king, ten, suited. Maybe yeah. once in a while he flats with ace, king, but we can eliminate most of those. That'd be it for kings, right? Yeah. Okay. So Turns that means, we know he's not reasonable and there's other kings in his range, but whatever. All right, so his value combos then... If we even give him all the king, queens, that's four combos. That's four combos. Oh, right. That's right. There's only yeah. four. That's funny. King Jack, Jack suited is one combo. Right. Ace King, we can probably give him about one combo. Right. Um, King 10 is a combo. If, if it a, is. King 10 of clubs are both on the board. Yes, they are. All right. So King 10 suited then. Yep. Be the King 10 of hearts. So there's just not very many combos of kings. Right. Is what we're getting to. Okay. Yeah. Um, the question would be, what are his bluffs? But I think it's easy. It's everything he decided. I got checked to twice. I'm betting. Right. And yeah. now I'm betting and I'm deciding not to give up on the yeah. river. Right. That's the thing. So it's almost an infinite range of bluffs in some yes. ways. Right. It's not truly infinite by any means, but all his not like all the six, seven suited of the world, basically. Right. What was the river? Um, it was a six of clubs. Okay. So not six, seven, seven yeah. eight suited and all the suited connectors and baby pairs and things like that. Right. They just feel like they can't win. And I know this sounds a bit unfair because we gave him a reasonable range for his value and not for his bluffs. Mm. But if we expand his reasonable range of value to an unreasonable range, we also expand the bluff so the ratio stands the same. Yeah. And, and let me tell a quick story again from the circuit event, which really pertains to this. Okay. So um, we're playing in one of the events. It's the monster stack, actually. Under the gun. No. So, someone opens. There's two callers. I call on the button with ace jack off. The small blind. It's like to 650. The small blind three bets to... 1675, which I hate with yes. Jack off on the button. Obviously. There are two callers that comes back to me. I'm like debating. I just said, eh, I have to call. We have a monster stacks here. I'm closing the action. I'm on the button. Blah, blah, blah. I hate my life. I call. So I throw in the calling chips and the dealer calls the floor over and they determine that I threw in the wrong chips, which I did pick the wrong chips to throw in. I didn't even realize it. And it's actually a, a min race. <laughs> so nice play. Nice very play. unhappy about that. But I'm, I'm the player on my right is saying who was in the pot. He's saying, what was your intention? Did you mean to call? I'm like, it's irrelevant. I'm obviously not going to give that away because I'm not a freaking moron. So yeah. like, it's irrelevant what my intention was. Like whatever they whatever they rule is what we're going to do. So they, they, they forced me to raise it to 3,100. And I'm like, well, there goes 3,100 because the small blind is obviously moving in. Yeah. The small blind finds a call. Okay. The other two players find a call. We see the pot. Four ways. I'm in position with ace jack off. There's like 13,000 in the pot. And we started with 20, I think it was 20,000 starting stacks. I think 20 case. Yeah. So, and we're like kind of early on in this tournament still. It's like level two or something. So this is a bad spot for me. The flop is nine, seven deuce, two diamonds. I have the ace of diamonds. 
They all checked to me. And I feel like I just can't bet this right now. No. It's just a bad idea. They're checking all their big hands. Even though you didn't explicitly tell the table your intention was to call, everybody thinking it all knows that. Right. Or they think I've got a hand, but if they have an overpair, they're not folding. If they have a set, they're not folding. All the things. I just decided to check. My plan is to not put any more chips in this pot. I I regret putting the 31 in, the 3100 in. (laughs) I check. The turn is a brick. It's like a four of clubs. And they all check to me again. And now I feel just like Aguiar, which is why I'm telling this story. I think like, okay, guys, fine. Like, I'll bet. Like, apparently no one has an overpair because someone would have bet an overpair on the the turn. Someone would bet bet a strong hand on the turn. So I bet 4,700 into this pot of 13,000. And only the small blind that the original three better calls, which I think is kind of a good spot for me, actually, because I believe very strongly he would have bet tens or better on the turn. Seems reasonable. So So I say to myself, I'm shoving all diamonds for sure. And we'll see what happens on other, on other cards. Like, I may have to shove other cards, too. The river is some brick of some sort. I don't remember what, like, you know, just some unin, uninteresting card. Nothing over a nine. And the guy checks to me again. I've got about, I've got like 14,500 left. The pot has got like 20,000 in it. And I just say, I'm all in. And the guy asks for a count and folds like 10 seconds later. And I win a pot I never should have won. But it's similar to Aguiar, where it's like, here I am. I'm in this spot. Everyone keeps checking. It's, it's a different spot than Aguirre. Yeah. But, but I'm saying the thing of like, well, the only, my, my range is sort of infinite, which is the part that's similar. Yeah. They kept checking to me. I decided to take a shot, and now I'm going to move in because what else am I going to do? Right. So there's a ton of bluff combos, which is a problem for Aguirre. That is the point. Like, I would have played my, all, my entire range, I think, just like that. That wasn't strong. That yeah. wasn't legit value. Right. So that makes it kind of a bad move in by Aguirre then. As long as... If, if he thinks those people are paying attention to it. Yes. But if they aren't... You know, if they aren't able to think about that. But yes, I agree. It makes it a bad move in by Aguirre. And as we know, Kuiperka's got freaking jacks, so it's not going to work out. Well, Kuiperka goes into the tank. Wait, what? For a long time. I mean, it's okay. He can think about it. He's got Sala behind him. You know, Sala, like, call, overcall the turn. Like, okay, he can think about it. So do we think Sala would play quads like this? I don't think it's impossible. It's not impossible. If if Sala thinks Aguirre is bluffy, this is how to play quads, I suppose. I mean, he's got to really believe Aguiar is pretty bluffy to bet the river, though, as a bluff, right? Because yeah. usually you think you would stab it yourself on the river, at least. Yeah, like you make don't sure want, bets goes in. You don't want to lose value from Kaiperka because if you have quads, that means Kaiperka could have everything. Kuiper, yeah. You're like, Kaiperka can have aces or queens or like, yeah. I want to make sure I get value. But if we think Aguiar is very bluffy, then we can check it. Yeah. I figure that's how we get the max. And so... But at this point, it's unlikely Saul has quads once he's checked the river from Kuiperka's perspective, right? I don't know if unlikely is the word. It's certainly less likely. Yes. It's hard to really know. I mean, what is Saul supposed to have? A 10. Every time. We need him to have exactly a 10. Yeah. And then actually, that's fine. He always has a 10, right? Except the times he, have, he has quads. Yeah. But it feels so 10 I agree. You think he'd bet queens on the turn himself? Yeah. Yeah. He might bet a 10 on the turn, by the way, instead of checking it even he might but it's reasonable to check a 10 it is it is and he has a lot of 10s in his range probably a 10 and the queens aren't that different from his point of view once kaiperka checks the trend. there's just a lot more 10 combos there are a lot more that's true and also and 10s aren't going to four bet and queens might sometimes yeah okay right yeah so a lot more 10 combos if you factor yeah. that in yeah that's true um so yeah so we we should maybe be slightly concerned about Sala having quads in our mind but like mostly we're worried about aguiar here right when yeah. we're kaiperka Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So for all of the reasons that we just said, that would make it a pretty easy call. Yes. Very easy call. Because it's hard for Aguiar to have quads as played. It's just hard to have quads in general, but Mm -hmm. also as played, it's hard to have quads. And his range is infinite for bluffs if he decides to bluff because it was checked to him twice. Mm -hmm. The problem that we're in, the the space that we're in that that makes it slightly tough and that that maybe this is why Kuiperk is in the tank before he finds his call is, um, sorry, spoilers, is that um, we would hate to call and then have Sala shove. We're going to call 26K, have the guy shove, and then we're going to have to fold and because we're definitely going to fold. But it's an easy shoves. fold. It's the easiest fold of all. And we could actually justify to ourselves saying we were really supposed to lose more chips in this yeah. pot. Um, I think that's what you're supposed to do, though. You're supposed to call, and if Sala overshoves, be like, oh, damn it. Okay, I fold. Because yeah. Sala can never bluff there, right. obviously. And we're still going to have like 50-some-odd blinds. It's not like the yeah. end of the world. It's fine. Right. Yeah, that's one of the things that's important here is like there's no scenario where we don't get where we get completely screwed. We're going to have 50 blinds no matter what happens and maybe win a huge pot. Yeah, that's a really good reason to call. 
Also, obviously, the strength of our hand. <laughs> so after a long tank. Long tank. Of course, Kuiperka folds. Of course he does. I was lying about the spoiler. <laughs> he folds two jacks in this spot, people. Defend it, Jonathan. The only thing is the things I already said, which is we're really confused about what Sala could, could overcall with. We just can't come up with anything that makes sense. How can he even overcall a 10, we'd be saying to ourselves? Because what did we call with? Like, we called with ace-queen, really, Sala? Sala, we called with ace queen. We called with two nines. Give me a break, Sala. Yeah. Like, so how can he have a 10? He's going to overcall with the 10 where his best case scenario is he's chopping with one of us pretty much. Like, that's absurd. He can't have a 10. So now he's got queens somehow or he's got a king. So we have to find a fold. That's all. I mean, that actually, as I say it out loud, isn't, doesn't sound as bad as I thought it was going to sound. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I think there's a lot more reasons to call in to fold. I agree. There's clearly a lot more reasons. And as you said, this hand is set up to be played a very particular way on the river, which is you check and then you call. You could lead, actually. But if we check, we call, and then we either fold or we, or we hope we win. Yeah. That's the deal. I don't think it's the worst decision in the hand, though. Um, the fold. You don't think it's the worst decision in the hand? You think the shove is worse? The overcall with the eights on the turn. Oh, in the hand. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the street. Of course, the overcall with the eights is the worst thing that's happened. Yeah. Of course it is. However, now if Sala can find a call, what an incredible freaking spot where, I mean, if, where the jacks fold and Sala's sitting there with eights full it's or a full of eights. It's, it's always the and, dream. And Aguirre is there bluffing. Here's the thing. If we called the turn with two eights, we have to believe Aguirre really doesn't have to have it very often, right? Because if we think Aguirre can have it, why are we, call, why are we overcalling with two eights? Yeah. Aguirre's supposed to have a lot of bluffs. Right. So in some ways, you could argue we're kind of supposed to call and call quickly. Since we decided to call the turn, the only way to justify the turn call is so we can win on the river when this exact scenario happens, right? Or it checks through and we somehow have the best hand, which is like never. Yeah. And uh, speaking of quickly, he doesn't do it quickly. Whatever Saul is going to do. He's no which, plan. Which uh, Tuckman and Sylvia talk about. And I appreciate them talking about this because this is something that those of us who play live poker see all the time. Yeah. Like, I think the tank time for Kuiperka was something like five to six minutes. It was a really long really time. Long, so Saul is sitting there with nothing to think about except what he's going to do if Kuiperka folds because for sure he's folding if Kuiperka calls, right? Right. It's super straightforward. So he should already have his decision made. Yes. It, it should, should be, be really easy. Really, really easy. But instead he decides to tank now. That's infuriating. Why? What are you doing? You didn't think at all for those five minutes? What is the matter with you? I mean, it's okay if you take another 15 seconds, but it takes like another yeah, two minutes. You could take, you could even take 30 seconds if you really want to, but you should know what you're doing and actually, yeah, really know what you're doing. Like, I mean, how often have you sat there? I don't know for me all the time in these, these spots where I think if that guy folds, I'm calling. Yeah. And then the guy folds and I put the chips. Yeah. In, like right yeah, away of because of course, or I fold or I fold too. And I fold yeah. right away. It's so obvious. Because you know. Because you've been given a lot of time by the other person tanking. And it isn't like Aguiar then did something which would provoke more. Like, it isn't like he turned and said, I just want you to know, I really don't have it right here. I'm yeah. totally bluffing. You should definitely call. Like, then I would go into the tank. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. He just sits there. Yeah. This is an absurd tank. Well, Saul does make this absurd tank, but then he does ultimately find a fold. I mean, this is ridiculous. Aguiar got it through. How did he get it through? Well, this is why he called the Jack Seven Suitor Plus Two in the first place. He just outplay everybody. He knows everyone's going to make some bad decisions. I guess. I mean, I feel like Kaiperka gets away. Kaiperka played this hand the best, even though he folds Jacks on the river, because at least he has Solace behind him, and it makes no sense that Solace can have weakness behind him. Yeah, Solace is supposed to have at least a ten. A ten's like the bottom of his range, you would think. But it's usually a ten, right? It's usually a ten. Sometimes it's quads. Sometimes it's queens. We can only beat a ten. But there's a lot more tens than the other things. Of course there are. I think we should call. Don't get me wrong. But you I, made it. You made it sound like it's one third, one third, one third. I know. I and know. You, that's that's a disservice to the listeners. You're right. You're right. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm defending the. the I'm defending Kai Perka as as saying I think he made the least bad decisions in the hand. Ultimately, I agree. Although I don't think any of these guys made good decisions in the hand. I mean, they made a few good decisions. Well, yeah, but overall hand was not played well by this anybody. Was a, this was a rash of bad decisions, this hand. It was. A rash. A rash. Maybe we have to play the 888 Barcelona Poker Championship next year. Let's go, man. Yeah. Let's go. I'm in. If they're going to play like this, I want this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, DJ Elixir. Um, yeah, good job. And we used to have a YouTube playlist called Disastrous Mistakes, mm. which uh, a viewer who is apparently a 510 pro sent us an email asking us to remove it for lots of good reasons. And we did. Yeah. Um, there were, it was a smart thought and we no longer have the disastrous mistakes, YouTube playlist, 
But this deep into the podcast, I feel comfortable saying this hand would go on it. Oh, yeah. This yeah. hand's going. I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually a little concerned for the video that we're going to be basically saying, this is yet another mistake. We're going to have to find ways to be slightly nice about it. Slightly nice. Yeah. But we can't obviously let them off the hook. Of course not. But I just want to be like humiliating and scare people. You know, right. I don't want people to feel bad about what we're saying. On the podcast, it's unfiltered. Right. Um, oh, speaking of something somewhat similar to that. We recently had an interaction with Antonio Esfandiari, which was super cool. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, because there's a hand from... Uh, we did a hand of his recently, and he eventually retweeted us because we said something funny enough to garner a retweet from him. He kind of put us through a ringer there. That's uh, fair. But he, I guess, then went and watched all of our videos that we had done of him. And like a year and a half ago, we did a video of him and Doyle Brunson um, in the Super High Roller Bowl cash game where we really didn't like Antonio's decisions. Yeah. And we were highly critical of him. You know, the way that we're going to try not to be in this video. Mm-hmm. Like on the river, I think I said something like this river is a comedy of errors. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And we still don't like the way Antonio played the hand necessarily, but he was so cool about it. He, he like asked us about our opinions about it and stuff. And yeah, he sort of said what his thought process was yeah. and why he did what he did and why he thought it was not a bad play. And that's and it was all reasonable. Yeah. And yeah, but it was just like that was that was a cool thing. I just want to super cool. Relay that cool thing that happened. I love that that happens to us sometimes. Yeah. Now. Anyway. OK, I guess we're done. OK.